Look at my feed. What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. I know you're angry. I've seen your tweets. Problems in WWE. But I'm the Pope of Positivity. Happy Monday there, wrestling fans. This is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, and welcome to a brief, maybe, episode of uh, By the Book, although that is the Pontificast music. A uh, couple different reasons why you heard that intro. Number one, Monday Night Raw is going to be in Chicago, and anytime Raw is in Chicago, we're thinking of the CM Punk theme. Number two, since today is the day after Fastlane, there are plenty of people who have problems with WWE. Uh, and number three, and most importantly, um, I'm on my laptop and I realized the by the book audio is on my desktop. <clears throat> and if I want to turn that on, that means I can't record for another 15 minutes while I wait for that to load. And by that point, I'd probably have talked myself out of doing this show. So you're going to have to deal with the CM Punk music. Uh, but I am DC Matthews, the Pope of Positivity. Is as you've seen, actually, it's the Pope of Podsativity, as you've seen by my killer uh, new Twitter profile picture. A big shout out uh, to. Oh, let's just go out and say it. Let's make it awkward for him right now. Um, to my best friend uh, that I am not actually married to. My best friend, obviously, is Mrs. Matthews. But the Kevin Owens to my Chris Jericho is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. And, you know, because if you think about it, if we were going to have a festival of friendship, which one of us is going to be the one doing the corny dances and buying statues and things? It's going to be him. No, it's going to be me. No, I'm Chris Jericho. As you can tell, I've done no preparation for this whatsoever. But anyways, welcome to the show. Um, I toyed with the idea of releasing the brand new Nerd DC track today, uh... I, I worked on it this weekend. It's done. I've already started the second one. I have a... This is going to be my WrestleMania opus. Um, an opus, in case you don't know. O-P-U-S is kind of a masterwork, an overarching masterwork. If you're familiar with the film Mr. Holland's opus, he composes this gigantic kind of symphony sort of thing. Um to be played, and this is my WrestleMania opus, and it comes in three parts, the first of which is ready for consumption. I might decide to add it to this episode. I might wait and put it at the beginning of this coming DDT Wrestling, which you can listen to on the DDT Wrestling feed. In fact, if you're listening to this, you probably also listen to DDT Wrestling. Um, or I'll just, as I usually do, play it for Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, at the beginning of our show. But it's a long one. It's five minutes long. And I always wind up uh, feeling a little embarrassed when I play the songs. You know, I will write these songs that I think they're great, and of course I'm going to think they're great. I wrote them. Um, and then I, you know, am watching him listen to them, and I always feel a little self-conscious. So I, I think I'm going to either tack it on to the beginning of this week's DDT Wrestling, or I will add it here um, to this episode uh, although then not as many people will hear it. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, if you have suggestions, 
at DC Matthews NAI to talk to the Pope of Podsitivity. And we certainly need some Podsitivity. Uh, Fast Lane, unless your name is Jason Maltoff, or select other members of my inner circle of the neighborhood, Love to Hulk Smash, Brandon Mack, etc., etc., a whole lot of people were not happy with uh, Fast Lane in general, specifically the main event. And I'll start off by saying it was not the best pay-per-view I have ever seen. Let's make that clear. However, it is nowhere near the worst pay-per-view I've ever seen. Um, and I think we are in an interesting uh, position heading into WrestleMania. And I wanted to talk about WrestleMania today. Uh, I'm not going to book the entirety of WrestleMania, which I almost did. Uh, I want to focus on one match in particular, and it has to do with Universal Champion Bill Goldberg, yes, we can say that, and Brock Lesnar. Um, and I don't think, well, no, let's, let's be real. It is going to happen. This is by the book, the fantasy booking show. Drink of water here. <coughs> and a cough for good measure to make sure you're awake this evening. Or whenever you're listening. Maybe on the, in the car, at the gym. Uh, let me know where you listen. By the way, let me know where you listen to this show. Where do you uh, engage in your DDT wrestling? I am curious. At DC Matthews, NAI, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Let us know. Um, I do believe we're going to get the singles match of Goldberg versus Lesnar, but I do not believe that is the best way of doing it. Uh, and I had an idea this morning, which has morphed into a completely different idea right now, and I like the idea so much that I am, in fact, uh, I've written ten reasons why this match should happen. And you might hate it, you might love it, you might be somewhere in the middle, but I hope my goal, my aspiration, is that by the end of this pod blast, since I don't think it's going to take too long, though I'm six minutes in already, um, you will have at least an appreciation of what I am trying to do, the, the logic behind my idea. And this is it. People are not happy. They are not looking forward to Goldberg as Universal Champion. I don't believe they are looking forward to the eventuality that Brock Lesnar will become the Universal Champion. Um, and perhaps they're not looking forward to the eventual eventuality that Roman Reigns is likely to be the guy to defeat Brock Lesnar. That sort of chain reaction, I think, went through the minds of fans, which is why there was such a vitriolic um, dislike of the fast lane main event. So I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about all of these other elements here and the question marks as we head into WrestleMania. We're only four weeks away. Um, and so I propose the following the biggest main event in WrestleMania history. And I know when I say that to you, your brain goes to uh, perhaps Hulk Hogan versus Andre. WrestleMania 3. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12. Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Hunter, I believe, was that match, WrestleMania 20. You could even go to Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, WrestleMania 30. Uh, the match that I am going to propose, I firmly believe, would be bigger than all of them. Even Taker versus Michaels. Too. Perhaps not in story, obviously not in story, we're four weeks away, but just in terms of size. And here it is. I am proposing 
a six-man match. Maybe it is a six-pack challenge, though I can't really remember the rules of that. I wish it could be in an elimination chamber, but they've already done that uh, with SmackDown, so I doubt they're going to do that. You could put them all in a Hell in a Cell match, but I am proposing these six men do battle for the Universal title. Champion Bill Goldberg defends against Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and The Big Show. I'll say it again. And I buried the lead a bit by putting Undertaker in there third rather than last, but I don't really think it matters. And here it is again, Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and The Big Show. Six huge men, and you can count Roman Reigns as huge even though he is not seven feet tall or anything. Six huge men, six huge talents in their own way. Um, that is a gigantic WrestleMania main event. That is a match that legitimately would close a show at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton isn't going to be that. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho isn't going to be that. AJ Styles versus whomever, Shane McMahon versus Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe in an interpromotional match, which is, by the way, what I would do. That's a different show. Uh, Goldberg, Lesnar, Taker, Reigns, Strowman, Big Show. Now, let me walk you through the logic, because some of you might listen to that and go, okay, that's interesting. Some of you might listen to that and go, oh, heck no, especially if you kind of predict you know what would happen, and we'll get to that later in my explanation. Ten reasons. Let me make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten reasons. Haha, <laughs> I got it right. Ten reasons. Number one, we don't know what we are going to get from The Undertaker or, for that matter, Brock Lesnar. The Undertaker has not looked great these last few years. He looks like a man who is old. He's in his 50s, a lot of wear and tear on the body, um, and we don't know what we would get from him. Is he ready and raring to go? Will we see what we saw versus Shane McMahon, where he was doing all right? Will we see what he looked like at the Royal Rumble, which was a little less than all right? We don't know what we're going to get from The Undertaker. So putting him in a match, even if he and Roman Reigns would have, I'm sure, a very quality wrestling match, we don't know what we're going to get from The Undertaker. And so putting him in a multi-man match like this takes some of the pressure off of him to be all he can be. We don't know what we're going to get from Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, mentally, I don't know where he's at. You know, is it that the MMA thing really messed with his mind and now he's just trying to cash some paychecks before he's done? I don't know. You know, I you would imagine a Brock Lesnar-Goldberg singles match would not be super taxing physically for Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar is a question mark. 
to me. And and this is my biggest problem with him as a potential universal champion is he is a question mark. At any point he could get snippy about something and go home. You know what I mean? He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to really think things through and make a great decision or, you know, put aside super personal pride and feelings because it's good business sense. I think he could very easily at any point cut his losses, say, I've made my, you know, I've made as much of my contract as I'm willing to get. If you want to take me to court, fine. Otherwise, I'm out of here. So Brock Lesnar's a question mark. Putting him in a main event. We saw what happened the last time Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg had a main event style match. Do we really want to do that again? Even if it's a 90-second squash for Brock Lesnar. Is that really what we want to do with our universal title? I don't think so. Number two. We do know what we're going to get from Bill Goldberg. A lot of people out there on Twitter are very upset because Bill Goldberg has won the universal title without taking a bump, to the best of my knowledge. I think he might have gotten pushed by Bill Goldberg at one point, maybe at Survivor Series. But I don't think he's fallen down. He He's wrestled at the Royal Rumble, he wrestled at Survivor Series, he's wrestled at now at Fastlane, and he hasn't fallen down. And we know, historically speaking, that Goldberg's great in short bursts and will get blown up. Even Jason Maltoff, the biggest Goldberg fan in the world, will admit stamina is not Bill Goldberg's ally. Do we want, as I just said, a 90-second match as our universal title match? I don't think you do. As much fun as it would be and as you know, as good of a story as it might be, it says something about your title when it's defended in such a quick fashion. So, we've protected now The Undertaker. We're protecting ourselves a bit from Brock Lesnar, and I could be wrong. Maybe Brock Lesnar's fully invested and would do fine. I don't know. But he makes me, DC Matthews, a little nervous. And we're protecting Goldberg. Because now these three guys can have their spots in a six-man match and not have to do a lot of the work. Which brings us to number three. This allows the workhorses to be workhorses. Because say what you will about Roman Reigns, and many people do, including myself. He's a horse. He is night in and night out giving you quality matches, even if you dislike his face or his chest protector. He's a horse. He's a workhorse. He will give you a quality match. Braun Strowman, for everything we've seen, shockingly, will give you a quality match. So those two guys are going to be the studs of that six-pack challenge or whatever it winds up being. Um, They're going to be the ones who are doing most of the stuff. And that's okay. That's what we want them to do, as you'll find out later in one of my other reasons. So there we go. Number four, this is the proper reward for Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show. The Big Show, I've loved since he was the giant in WCW. I have never seen a big man, and he is the biggest, perhaps, of them all, 
move like he did in WCW. He was throwing legit drop kicks. He was going off the top rope. It was a sight to see. And then he got to WWE, and he ran into all sorts of problems, got sent to the minors. I get all that. But over the last year, Paul White has put himself in phenomenal shape, and you do not do that to face Shaquille O'Neal. I'm sorry. We were just talking about this on uh, Twitter, at New Age Insiders. The Big Show-Shaq matchup has never made any sense to me. If you're going to get the Big Show into that kind of shape, you need to do something with him. Pretty sure Doc Manson and I had this discussion on a recent episode of DDT Wrestling. In fact, it might have been last week. You've got to do something with Big Show. That means something. The Andre Battle Royal is not it. Same goes for Strowman at this point. He has performed himself out of the Andre Battle Royal. He is too good for that match. And Big Show, just because at your age he could have retired, he could have let himself go even more, he could have not cared. And he has put himself in perhaps the best shape he has been in since 95-96. You reward that with something, and you put him in this kind of match. Because i got to tell you, of the six guys, he's one of the studs. He could wrestle in that match for a good portion of it, and I don't think you'd run into a lot of problems. You put him in there with all of these other guys. Which brings us to number five. The matchups. The matchups. This, perhaps, is the biggest reason of all for doing this. Just because you can get five, ten, fifteen years of fantasy matchups done in one match. And at this point, it's 2017. That's the best you're going to do right now. Goldberg is not here long term. Brock Lesnar probably not here long term. Undertaker Big Show not here in the super long term. If you want to get some of these matchups done, you have to do them like this. In a match that is the biggest main event ever. So we can get a Goldberg-Undertaker face-off that we've wanted to see since the Attitude Era. Undertaker was the biggest star in WWF. Goldberg at the time, biggest star in WCW. People wanted to see that. We want to see Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker again. Maybe not in a super long match after they had all of their stuff a year or two ago. But we would pop to see that again, especially at a WrestleMania. Excuse me. All of these things, you know. Goldberg versus any of them. Goldberg-Lesnar. There's interest there. Goldberg-Reigns. Battle of the Spears. Goldberg-Strowman. Monster and the Jackhammer. Goldberg-Big Show. That can go back. We can reflect back to when Goldberg jackhammered the Big Show. Another one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Lesnar Reigns, haven't seen that in a while. Lesnar Strowman, ah, Lesnar Big Show, they've done it before, but still, there would be a little nostalgia there. Undertaker Roman Reigns, Undertaker Strowman, Undertaker Big Show have a history. I was just watching an old episode of Raw where they were the tag team champions, I don't even remember that. The Ministry era. There's a lot there that you can push piece together. You can have fun putting these little moments together where all of a sudden... Goldberg's taking on Strowman in this corner. Undertaker's taking on Reigns in this corner. They knock the guys out of the ring. They slowly turn around and you get a face-off. 
Kevin Owens, I'm sorry you're not in this, but Kevin Owens has said, and he's right, wrestling is about moments, not matches. This match gives you moment after moment after moment after moment. That's number five. We're halfway there. Let's take a breath. Let's sink our chi. Let's hydrate. Number six. I don't know if you know this, uh, but WrestleMania is going to be a long show. And you might say to yourself, self, if WrestleMania is going to be a long show, why would you take six, six big, big stars and put them all in one match? Well, WrestleMania is going to be a big show no matter how, what you do with these guys. It's going to be a long show. You've got Owens Jericho. You've got Bray Wyatt Orton. You've got whatever AJ's doing. You've got two tag team titles. You've got two mid-card titles. You've got two women's titles. You've got a cruiserweight title. And that's not even pointing out if you want to acknowledge that you have a UK champion. Don't think he's not going to be in there in some way, even if it is just in the Andre Battle Royal, which is probably what's going to happen. But Tyler Bate's going to have a moment there. That doesn't count the Hall of Fame. That doesn't count all the promo packages. That doesn't count any of the other stuff that happens at WrestleMania. There will probably be a concert of some kind. There are going to be big entrances. WrestleMania is a big, long show. And there is an advantage to taking a ton of talent and putting them all in one match. And I know you could separate this out into three separate matches. Goldberg-Lesnar, boom. Taker-Reigns, boom. Braun Strowman-Big Show, boom. Those all could be WrestleMania matches on their own. But I think it's better to condense, for the reasons I've been laying out, and put them all in one big match right at the end. So you actually are building to something big. Owens Jericho is great. There's going to be something that's probably greater coming up. Bray versus Orton was amazing. We're going to get another amazing match a little later. Take one match, fill it with talent, stretch it out. This can now go with entrances. 30 to 40 minutes, and people aren't going to get, hopefully, super bored. I kind of touched on it here, but number seven, this is your main event match. If you put Goldberg, Brock Lesnar out there as the main event, you are going to have people telling you that they're focusing on these old guys with the title that means the least. Why isn't Bray Wyatt main eventing? Why aren't you putting this guy or this guy or this match ahead of him? There is a question there. If you've got Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, you could potentially end the show with that match. You've got the biggest superstar in WWE history. Undertaker is the guy. And you've got Roman Reigns, who many people think is viewed as the next the guy. That is a main event caliber matchup. But there still would be questions. That's not a title match. What are you doing there? This is a match where you can't argue with it. Logically. Reasonably, I suppose. You can't argue reasonably that Goldberg, Lesnar, Taker, Reigns, Strowman, Big Show should not close May Wrestlemania. 
can't do it. There's number seven. Number eight, we're winding down here. This gives you immediate legitimacy for Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. And many of you might be saying, Reigns doesn't need legitimacy. He kind of does. The kids might like him. A lot of wrestling fans might have a grudging respect for him. But a whole lot of people are not big fans of Roman Reigns. You put him in a match like this, especially if he doesn't win. You put him in a match like this, you let him have some moments, you let him get hit by a spear, an F5, a tombstone, a choke slam, a KO punch, you know what I mean? You build him up by putting him in this big match and letting him hang without dominating. This is not going to be like Fastlane where he gets a... That, no, that was Nia Jax who did the spine buster. I feel like Braun Strowman hit some devastating move that should have pinned Roman Reigns, but it didn't. And then Roman won with a spear, which that's an entirely separate episode of By the Book and how Roman Reigns needs a new finisher pronto. Regardless. Roman Reigns is a legitimate, big-time star in this match. And the same can be said for Braun Strowman, obviously. Braun Strowman is a monster of a man. I don't know if you know that. He's a monster among men. And, you know, he is he is a rocket ship to to greatness. But this cements it. And it even cements, it cements it more for Strowman than Reigns. Obviously, Reigns has been a multi-time champion. Like, he's there as a main event guy. But Strowman... If he holds out, you know, if he holds his own, and again, maybe at the end I'll go with who I would potentially book to win this thing, but there's you could make a case to swerve everyone and have Braun Strowman win, because you want to talk about making that guy a, you know, flagship talent for the next decade. If he beats Goldberg, Lesnar, Taker, Big Show, Golden Boy, Roman Reigns, and all of a sudden Braun Strowman wins, WrestleMania closes with Braun Strowman standing over the beaten bodies of five of the biggest stars of the last 20 years. And yes, Roman Reigns counts in that kind of... He's And he's the Universal Champion! That's it. You did everything you wanted to do with Roman Reigns in one night. Braun Strowman is A number one, just like that. I like snapping, obviously. Oh, man, I talked myself into that, too. I painted a picture in my mind, and I want to live there. Braun Strowman, Universal Champion, just, like, sitting. <laughs> I imagine the bodies just piled, and he sits on them like a throne, Kind of like, you know, uh, what is it, Injustice. In the game Injustice, uh, which is the DC fighting game, I think Solomon Grundy wins. If you play the Solomon Grundy character and you go through and you see his ending credits, I'm pretty sure he's sitting on this, you know, makeshift throne. The bodies of the superheroes are everywhere. He's pretty much the last person alive on the planet, which is what he wants. That's what I imagine Braun Strowman doing. Just destroying everything and just sitting there. And he's just the king with no court, the king with no kingdom, because he's just beaten everyone in the entire kingdom. 
Anyways, I got carried away. My apologies. Ah, you got carried away, too. You like it, don't lie. All right, that was what, number eight? Number nine. Uh, this could be the perfect match to send off uh, an entire generation, perhaps, um, of talent. We are pretty sure this is Goldberg's last match. This could be, maybe, Brock Lesnar's last match. Any match could be The Undertaker's last match. And while it's less likely because of the shape he got himself in, Big Show could retire at any time, too. You could potentially have this be, in addition to being the biggest WrestleMania main event in history, this could legitimately be an end-of-an-era matchup if two or three or four or even just one of these epic talents retires. Calls it quits. After this huge match, this is the last thing that The Undertaker is going to do. He could potentially win the Universal title, but he's already told us, and this is, I'm, I'm booking here, this isn't actually true, don't go looking for the rumor, I'm, I'm making believe, uh, he could tell us that he's done. He could tell us that he's done. This is it for me at WrestleMania. I'm going out in this epic matchup, and I'm going to win and prove that I am the guy in WWE. And the fan in me, looking at this match, if I were to book it, Undertaker would win. He would win the Universal title, and then he would retire and surrender the belt, and you start the post-Mania, the 2017 wrestling season, which always starts after Mania anyways, begins with a Universal Championship tournament. Seth Rollins is healthy. Finn Balor comes back. Triple H throws himself into the mix, or he just sends Owens and Samoa Joe out there to try to get the title back. You've got potentially Chris Jericho if he's around. You've got, oh my goodness, what if Shinsuke Nakamura shows up? Now Shinsuke Nakamura is involved in this somehow. You've got Roman Reigns. You've got Braun Strowman. You've got guys like Rusev or Cesaro, who this is an opportunity that they need to climb the ladder and make a name for themselves in a big tournament like this. Again, talking myself up because I'm a tournament junkie, because I like brackets. I have an unhealthy obsession with brackets. Um... But that's great. What a great way to start a new year in professional wrestling is you have a giant tournament for the Universal title. You wind up with a SmackDown guy coming over, defecting to Raw. Miz, 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 Miz. Defects to Raw because he gets an opportunity. You know, he aligns with Stephanie and whoever the new general manager is because Mick Foley's long gone and that's fine. Let him go. He aligns with whoever Stephanie picks. Maybe it's Kurt Angle, maybe it's not. And he defects and immediately gets put in a prime spot in the Universal Championship Tournament because he's now hurt SmackDown. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. This is what I wind up doing. I wind up booking more than I intended to. Let's get back to the six-man match. It could be a great send-off for any of these guys. It could be a send-off for Undertaker. Goldberg could have a moment. I would make this obviously under elimination rules, although you wouldn't get the Braun Strowman standing over all the bodies if it was under elimination rules. But regardless, Goldberg could get eliminated relatively early and have him, you know, 
there's a chance for them to give him a standing ovation, and he could leave. You could have this be the end of the big show, or it's just a way for the big show to be relevant. Lots of options. Best one's Undertaker, obviously, but lots of options for a possible way to pass the torch. You know what I mean? We, we might not get a one-on-one -on -one match where Undertaker passes the torch, because you could argue he's already passed the torch to Lesnar. And now Lesnar's got to pass the torch, and Lesnar's just as likely to eat the torch as pass the torch. Either way, great chance to potentially end a career on a super positive note. Your last match is the biggest WrestleMania main event in history. That's probably a good way to go out. All right. I appreciate you sticking with me for 30-some-odd minutes. This is no longer a pod blast. Pod blasts have to be, I think the rule is, Doc Manson and I decided 20 minutes or less. I've, I've talked too long. But let's get to the last one, number 10. And this is where we have to get a little meta. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I say that a lot, because uh, I always follow it up with, well, you're an African-American, and we talked about that in a recent DDT wrestling. And now I've got a text message. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, there it is. Triple H, if you read the tea leaves, Triple H is in charge. If you look at the wrestlers that are have been featured, they are no longer uh, what you would consider the Vince McMahon prototype. Speaking of prototype, the Vince McMahon prototype is John Cena. Super muscled, super strong, guys who look like wrestlers. The Triple H model is not that. The Triple H model are guys who act like wrestlers, who perform like wrestlers, but who don't necessarily look like wrestlers. Kevin Owens is a Triple H guy. Bray Wyatt is a Triple H guy. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. These are Triple H guys. They don't look the part. Again, I'm, I'm getting meta, I'm assuming, I'm presuming, but it's possible that Vince McMahon, at any point, we all presume that he'll stop being in charge of professional wrestling when he dies, and that's probably true. But at any point, he could really just stop making all major decisions. This match that I'm trying to sell you on right here, Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, The Big Show. These are six Vince McMahon guys. Obviously not like he didn't build them all up, at least he didn't with Goldberg, but these are guys who when you look at them, you think pro wrestler. You think destroyer, annihilator, monster. That's a Vince McMahon thing. This could be the final quote-unquote Vince booking. He books this biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. And with that, he's still, again, he's still in charge in some capacity, but he rides off into the sunset a little bit. And from this moment on, Triple H and Stephanie and Shane, again, depending on how the mechanics work in the WWE backstage, it's now officially their show. This is what he goes out on. He made it 33 years. It's not a round number, but who cares? 
he books this epic match that, again, should be won, I think, by his guy. Undertaker is the consummate WWE guy. Did not go to Hollywood. Did not take his ball and go home. Did not defect and go to other companies. Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, The Rock, working in reverse order. He's the guy. It's him and John Cena. And John Cena has gone somewhat Hollywood. The Undertaker has been there night in and night out since 91. And all the times he took a little bit of time off. But that was part of the character. This is it for Vince. This is his... Forgive me. I'm going to be a little crass here and I apologize. I apologize to the neighborhood. I try to be PG. But there's no other way that I can describe it. This is Vince McMahon's wet dream. This is his Xanadu. This is his paradise by the dashboard, like to use a whole bunch of references most of you kids probably won't know, so get off my lawn. This is it. This is exactly what he would dream about having, is this just giant main event, thousands of pounds of professional, like these uber guys, pro wrestlers, beating the tar out of each other for a title. That's it. What a what a perfect Vince match. And whether or not it's his last match or not, that's what he, I'm guessing, envisions to end a WrestleMania main event. Is just that sort of thing. That just strikes me as Vince logic to use the meme in a more positive way. That's it. I'm sold. I hope you're sold. I'm sold. Is it going to happen? No. Of course not. They're not going to do this. This would require, first of all, it would require far more than four weeks of booking to have happen. You can't book this match in four weeks. You might be able to get away with Goldberg, Lesnar, Undertaker, Reigns. You might be able to get away with a fatal four-way, which is what my original idea was. I don't know that you could do this in six weeks. Well, in four weeks. And you could, but I don't know that WWE would. But this would be, for all the reasons I described, and probably a bunch more, it doesn't involve Shaq. You sell it based on the history of it. You've got, uh, I can't even count, you've got at least, I'll go ahead and guess, you've got at least 10 to 12, if not 15, world titles. Um, You've got some of the guys with probably the highest winning percentage, you know, ESPN would eat that up with the stats. Undertaker has won 87% of his matches. Brock Lesnar has won 85% of his matches. Goldberg has won 93%. So you've got all of that great stuff in a six-man just demolition derby of awesome. Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Big Show. Let them at it for the Universal title. Let them stretch that fruit by the foot to the limit. And then that frees you up to have fun with the rest of it. AJ versus Joe, Raw versus SmackDown, winner gets first draft pick. I know I've said it before. Come on now. Come on now. Easy peasy lemon squeezy booking. Easy peasy. It could be billed backstage as the final finger to Dixie Carter. AJ versus Joe at WrestleMania. Open in the show. Anyways. That's my booking. That's my buy the book for the week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. 
If you did, let me know at DC Matthews NAI. If you didn't, let me know at DC Matthews NAI. Feel free to tell me all the reasons this won't work. I get that this is a pie in the sky sort of thing. It's not supposed to be perfect, but it's better than what I'm terrified we're going to get, which is three singles match. Actually, no, we're going to get Goldberg Lesnar, we're going to get Taker Reigns, and Strowman and Big Show are going to wind up in the Andre Battle Royal. And I think we could do better in all of those, except perhaps Undertaker Reigns. That I'm, I'm still somewhat intrigued by as a singles match. But I'm more intrigued by this. And I hope you are too. Uh, I will... Um, I don't know what to do about Nerd DC. I think he's going to wait. I think he's going to wait and he'll show up Thursday. So when you listen to DDT Wrestling this week... You will get some nerd DC, and perhaps I will slip it into DC and Doc Talk as well. Uh, anyways, I hope you have enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for everything you do to support the neighborhood, to support promoting positivity, to support uh, Doc Manson and myself. Uh, we do this for us and for you, hopefully in a symbiotic relationship. You enjoy it. We enjoy it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, neighborhood. Thank you for being wrestling fans. Thank you for being fans of podcasts in general. And thank you for being members of the neighborhood. My name is DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, I will, in fact, see you around that neighborhood we love so much.